Hi. Hi. So it's it's that time of the year. I know. You know, and I know you love. I love Christmas. This time of the year. I do. So, what are some of your favorite things about this time of the year? I just love how cozy it is. Like, in, okay, so not in a spiritual. Not we'll get to the spiritual stuff later, but. <laughs> In a more uh, practical sense, I just love how cozy it is and everyone's together and it's all about family and making memories and the music, the smells, like I just love, I love it all. And especially having so many kids, it makes it so much more fun because they're so excited about everything, so then it makes me even more excited about it. Uh, I, well, you say kids, I always, I, at this point I feel like it's not even about us anymore, it's about the kids, right? Yeah, right. I used to be way more excited for Christmas when <laughs> I was a kid. I feel like Christmas now for us is an excuse to buy like the really expensive thing that we normally wouldn't buy, which isn't actually really expensive. It's just like that's my reason to buy you the thing that, I don't know, that's more money than I would normally spend any other time. I feel like that's what it's become. Like what's the practical thing that he really needs that I'll spend a little bit money on that I normally wouldn't? <laughs> That's it's it almost like, like, okay, what's the December budget look like? <laughs> what December budget? Is that even a thing? <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's a problem. But, um, so, I know you are big on certain traditions. Mm -hmm. um, what's some of your favorite ones? Um, I like when, so we always put up the Christmas tree early. We put it up in, just, in November um, before Thanksgiving so that we can have the full experience of Christmas that when New Year's happens we're ready to kind of shut it down and get back to normal life yeah um, so that's one of my favorite things to do with the kids and then we always do a Christmas movie and like make cookies and things like that um, I think that's probably my favorite one just because it's the excitement like it's the first move towards yeah. Christmas and the kids are so excited about it do you have any because I feel no, like I'm, you're not really I'm like laughing because <laughs> I, I just remember the year we were newlyweds Yep. And I didn't know how big you were into like the whole Christmas thing. Yeah. Remember the year that I took down the Christmas tree, <laughs> yeah. like literally on December 26th? <laughs> it was like the and first year that we were married. <laughs> yeah. And you came back and you like flipped well, you, out. You thought we're, you were doing me a favor because yeah. I was pregnant with Grace. I must have been six, I think I was six months pregnant. Something like that. Five or six months pregnant. And I had to go to work the next day and you were a teacher, so you were obviously off. And so I came home and you were like, hey, I took down the Christmas tree, and I just walked in like, oh my gosh, where's my tree? It's not over yet. Christmas isn't over yet. But, so yeah, I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm not the guy with all the traditions. Yeah. Uh, my favorite one growing up was, you know, opening gifts on yeah. a midnight, because you, that's the caveman thing. But do you have any besides opening gifts, because that's everyone's favorite thing? Like, what makes you different? <laughs> Um, I, I like, I like the movies. Mm -hmm. I know you have certain movies that you like have lined up, uh, <laughs> all the way to December 25th. Uh, Elf is one of my favorites. Yep. You know, Santa, Santa! <laughs> I know him. Um, I love Home Alone. That's a yep. huge classic. We already mm -hmm. watched Home Alone this year. Yep. We'll probably watch it a couple more times. Yes. Um, and I know you've already been watching one of your favorites, like, yes. every day. White Christmas. White Christmas. So I watch it once, and then it's background noise for the rest of the season. So when I'm, whenever I'm rapping, I listen, to, well, I listen to watch White Christmas. When I'm cooking, you know, it's just like music now. Yeah. And the kids love it, though, now, too. Like, even Caleb, 
<laughs> Caleb sings the Bing Crosby songs, and I kind of think that's pretty. I think that's pretty awesome. Speaking of songs, what's your favorite Christmas song? Oh my goodness. Do you have I don't, one? I don't think I. No, I don't know if I have one. I have one. What's yours? Oh, holy night. <laughs> I love that slow. It's that great. <laughs> Let me make sure that I get my point yeah. across. It's oh, oh holy, holy night. night. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> uh, what a great song. Gets me every time. That is a really beautiful song. Make sure. Thug Wanna Cry. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I love that song. It's one of my favorites. Um, but, you know, obviously Christmas is much more than just these things, right? Mm -hmm. These are fun. There's nothing right. wrong with them. But there's also much deeper things about Christmas right. that sometimes get lost in the shuffle. Right. So how do you uh, try to maintain both? Like the fun, the gifting all of that, but then the reality of this is what Christmas is. Mm -hmm. With personally or with the kids? So personally, it's, um, I think that you just can kind of get used to singing the songs and like, Oh Holy Night is something that you have heard forever. And people that aren't even Christians will sing that song and have no idea that they're singing about the hope of the world, like the hope of their soul. And uh, so one of the things that I like to do is I always try to uh, really listen to the music and not just let it be like just another tradition or like this thing that I'm, just this song that I'm singing that has no meaning. And then um, I love reading through the book of Luke, the beginning of Luke, out of all of the accounts of Jesus' birth. That one's my favorite one just because it's so incredibly detailed. And I love reading about Mary and her relationship with Elizabeth. And I don't know, that whole, that whole dynamic, I think, is pretty awesome. So for me, that's personally what I do is I try, to, I try to do that. And then with the kids, you know, we always try to make sure that we're talking about what Christmas really means. And you're big on saying, like, you know that I'm Santa, right? I'm the Santa <laughs> of my house. You say that a well, lot. Well, I don't want some... No, I understand. Some dude getting credit for me doing all the work of buying these gifts. So I want them to know I am the center well, of this house. Let's, yeah, well, let's take it a step further. Yeah. You fund the buying of the gifts. Yeah. I actually am the buyer of the gifts. So I just want to qualify that. And I don't mind that. I don't mind That's that partnership as long as the kids know. That's fine. Came from this house, not from some dude somewhere, you know, getting all the credit for my work. So. Work. My work. My, one of my traditions is, is to make sure that they know <laughs> I am Santa yeah. of this house. Right. Maybe that's actually your favorite tradition. It's probably not anything else. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, but no, for me, a couple of things that we do that I like to help all of us kind of stay in that vein of the real meaning of Christmas mm -hmm. is, you know, picking a family to bless. Yep. Something that we do every year. Yeah. It's like, what, who can we... Who can we bless in a tangible way? But two, uh, I actually like making the kids go through their toys mm -hmm. to get rid of. Yeah. Because it's like you don't want to just keep having so much for yourself. Right. But it's like who can you bless in a tangible way? Right. With your old toys, but then like picking a family that right. we're actually going to do something for. Right. Uh, during this, this time of the year. Yeah. You know? And I think as, as the kids get older, I think that we can, we'll probably add to it. This is the first year that I, you know, we have a 13-year-old and a 12-year-old. So I feel like at this point, I think that we can probably do even a little bit more 
to help them to really understand what the meaning of Christmas is. When they were younger, it, was, it, was, it had to be a little bit more simple, simplified. So something more simplified would be the act of generosity and like, okay, we're gonna go through the toys and who do you want, we're gonna give these toys away and make room for whatever is coming and, you know, and things like that. And we actually do that a couple of times throughout the year right. to kind of keep things moving so the kids don't ever feel like they're you know, entitled, like they have to have all these things, you know? Yeah. Well, talk about how, what, what you do before they open the gifts. Okay, so this is actually something that um, my parents did with us as a kid. Uh, before we opened any gifts, we always read the story of Jesus' birth. And that was always to, you know, remind us that this isn't about, this isn't about the gifts, this is about Jesus and, that, and him being the hope of the world. And obviously as kids, you know, I was like eight, like, okay, dad, hurry up. Yes, we know Jesus was born. Yay, what did I get? I want to open my stocking. <laughs> um, and I think that that's fine. I don't even think that even with our kids, like they're probably like, this is white noise, like, okay, guys, let's just get right. through this. But I think just the act of saying like, no, this is what we do first. This is kind of like church. Sometimes they don't get the full experience or get the full understanding of what church is, but it's like, this is something right. we do. And as they get older, they start to appreciate it more. And obviously for, in my in my case, as an adult, I can appreciate more my parents' effort and their, um, their process in saying like, okay, we do a traditional Christmas, we give gifts, but before you do that, we honor God first and remember um, what he did. Uh, so I think that that's something that we do with the kids and I love that, I think that's pretty special. Yeah, and, and I, like, I like it that we kind of keep it kind of light too because yeah. you never want to feel like you're kind of forcing them into yeah, something, yeah. but more like laying a foundation right. for them. Like you said, your parents laid that foundation for you. Right. That gave you that background of this is what it's really all about. Yeah, because you don't want them to not enjoy it. Right. Like, you will, every, almost like every gift that you open, it's like, well, you know that was from Jesus. And like everything <laughs> you open is like, it's a devotional, it's a cross. Right, it's, right. You know, and I think that I love that, that there's this, there's a balance between them. It's like you, you let your kids enjoy it because Jesus wants us to enjoy life. Right. Um, and he wants them to still be kids and for us to be able to give things to them and, you know, yeah. what it means, but the, just the meaning behind it, you know? Yeah, like I think about that scripture that says every good thing comes from God. Yeah. So why not enjoy uh, each other and be able to bless each other with something that you feel like uh, they're really going to enjoy this? Yeah. You know, because that's one of the fun things about being a parent, right? Mm -hmm. It's like seeing your kid opening that gift. Right. And seeing them be thrilled, mm -hmm. that, that gives you a joy oh, yeah, yeah. that you don't get if you just try to give them the meaning of Christmas without <laughs> yeah. actually giving them reason to, to look at and say, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. Um, and then obviously we know that everything comes from God. Right. right. All of it, for us to be able to do these things is because God has blessed us right. to be able to do them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, now, we, we are in a... Uh, very traditional area, right? Mm -hmm. We live in New England. Um, and most people have some type of religious background. Yeah. Um, but how do you kind of help people see beyond just the religious rituals and traditions into the heart of God when it comes to Christmas? Um, there's something that, about Christmas that just makes me, that I think that most people can sense that there's just this joy and there's this hope in the atmosphere and there's this expectation. Um, and so I think one of the ways of doing that, of kind of bridging the gap or, 
or I guess, yeah, bridging the gap between like a traditional, more religious Christmas and a tangible Christmas experience would be to like look at the practical things like we like you had talked about on Sunday, looking at the evidence of who God is just by looking at the trees yeah. and looking at the sky. And for me, I think, you know, there's something that's just there's some joy that's just in the air that you kind of can't you can't deny. Um, and so for me, it's looking at that and then looking at the hope that it brings. Like, you know, we talk about these traditions and like I said before, like we sing O Holy Night and we sing Silent Night, but really recognizing that this is the hope of my soul. Like this is what makes me come alive. This is what uh, gives me life. And looking at it that way and kind of looking at it practically, like looking at my life and how I'm blessed and how I, not not necessarily blessed by tangible things, yeah. but how my life is blessed. Like yeah. my soul is blessed. I don't, I feel like there's joy in my heart. There's peace in my home. Um, those intangible things. I think that when you look at those things, that helps to bring, that helps to bring Christmas to earth. Like it helps yeah. it, it makes it more realistic. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think about it this way. Every year uh, when it comes to Christmas, I'm always thinking about how do I find the meaning uh, beyond the familiar, mm -hmm. right? And I'm kind of, you know, starting to think through uh, a message here uh, for this coming weekend as we begin to get ready for Christmas. Yep. But every, every, every year, to me, uh, I try to go beyond the surface to say, like, what else can I dig out of the story, right? What else can yeah. I find? Um, and I read something interesting this week, a blog, uh, a pastor's blog that says, if you notice that uh, no one religious was invited to the first Christmas. Mm. And that's pretty amazing, right? right? Because shepherds were invited and they were like some of the lowly, you know, outcasts of that society. These wise men who came from the East to travel, some say two years to get right. to where Jesus was. Um, obviously Mary and Joseph are there um, but no one, who, and this was a very religious time, and there was a lot of religious teachers, but none of them were there because, yeah. you know, in a way, sometimes we can miss God uh, when we're doing our own religious thing. Yeah. And then here, God's right there in our midst, mm -hmm. and they missed him, mm -hmm. you know? And then Jesus echoes that later on when he says, you search the scriptures, but you missed, you missed God, you missed yeah. his heart. And I think, wow, that's amazing, right? Where we can become so familiar with this thing uh, and then we miss the heart of God. We miss right. him in our midst. Like right. the whole purpose of Christmas is God with us, right? God right, right in our midst. And so my thing is, and, and I challenge myself with this, is how do I not become too familiar to the point that I miss the heart of God yeah. through all of this? You right. know, because it's so easy to do that, right? Oh, yeah. With, you know, obviously, especially in a year like COVID where there's so much tension mm -hmm. when there's you know, the COVID elections and, and all the racial tension. But we forget that the world that Jesus came into was not very different. Right. It was actually worse. You know, we all talk about the good old days, but mm -hmm. it's like there was never like, a time in really? history yeah. <laughs> where everything was just great. Mm -hmm. And when Jesus lived, it was extremely intense. Right. Uh, from a persecution standpoint, from the Roman Empire ruling the earth, uh, with an iron fist. They were terrible people. They did a lot of terrible things. Right. And Jesus being born in this little manger in the middle of animals and dirt <laughs> and all of that. Yeah. I think about how it's almost like God's like, man, I'm coming into that mess with you guys. Right. You know what I mean? So right. he's not going to create this like 
luxurious hotel for his son. Right. You know what I mean? This right. amazing background yeah. that we, you know, because if Jesus was being born today, imagine Mary and Joseph with Instagram. Yeah, oh my <laughs> gosh, I mean? please. And, and they would go to work with that, oh, right? Instagram. Like, we're about to have God's son. <laughs> yeah. But Seriously. I love that it's like this grimy manger background yeah. in the middle of nowhere. Right. Uh, and only the people that recognized it was these lowly shepherds who were minding the business and the angels announced it to them. Right. And these wise men from the east who just had a hunger for God yeah. who follow the star all the way to Bethlehem. That blows my mind. Right. And I think another thing that you said that made me, it reminded me of Mary when you had said um, not getting too familiar with who God is. And in Luke's account of the story, I think it was two or three times that something happened and she, and when someone spoke to her about her son or when Jesus said something to her, like when Jesus said to her um, when he was um, in the temple, don't you know that I'd be about my father's right. business? And how she said, she heard that and she stopped and she treasured that in her heart and yeah. she pondered it. And um, it was another time that that happened, I think maybe after his circumcision, maybe when he was brought back to yeah. the temple. Um, a prophetess came up to her and said the same thing or said something similar um, and, and prophesied over Jesus. And she took that information and she thought about it and she kept it in her heart and she treasured it. And I think that that's something that's so, that, that's probably one of my favorite parts about the story of Jesus is because if anyone is going to be familiar with Jesus, it's his mom, right? you know? And for her to say, I treasured those things and I stored them in my heart and, and not even talk too much about it yeah. and to keep it personal and to really think about it and not get ahead of herself. Like, like when you said about Instagram, I actually thought about that when I was reading that. Like she didn't, you know, get a word from Anna the prophetess and go, oh my God, I just got a word from Anna about my son. Right. You know what I mean? Right. She kept it in her heart. And I think that there, there's something that's so powerful about that, about really knowing man, I'm in the midst of something powerful, of something life-changing, of something beautiful, and I don't want to squander it or yeah. make it less than by sharing it with just everybody. Right. You know, and right. even when she had talked about, um, not when she went in the account of Luke, how, you know, the shepherds came and then they told people and the wise men told people like, wow, we met, we met Jesus and people started talking about it. And she said that she heard it, but she almost like she didn't let it get to her head because that's another point where she says, I pondered it and right. I thought about it and I treasured right. it in my heart. I love that. And that's something that yeah. I kind of keep reminding myself of over and over again. That's so good because it's so counter-cultural, right? Oh, yeah. To treasure things, mm -hmm. right? To reflect, to meditate, right? Yeah. That's what she's doing on the massiveness of this event. Right. And honestly, she's, she's a teenager, thinking, oh my gosh, like, what, yeah. is, what is going on here? Right. Because what God does in our lives, you know, we don't fully get it all at once, right? Mm -hmm. So she was, she had enough maturity to say, I'm, I'm going to treasure some of these things. Mm -hmm. This is going to be personal between me and, and God. Right. And because the temptation nowadays is to, is to post everything, is to project everything. Right. Is to always tell somebody. Yeah. Um, but there's some things that you need to treasure because mm -hmm. it's that, powerful it's that intimate right, right? God, God is intimate right? right and he's intimate to you as he's intimate like we're married right but there's some things that God speaks to you about right that is for you personally right, right. you know and as a pastor one of my struggles is like 
learning to separate what is God speaking to me about versus oh, yeah, what bet. he wants me to share with the community. Mm -hmm. Sometimes mm -hmm. they, they, they overlap, but a lot of times they're not the same, right. you know. But just having that enough discernment, right, right to say this is, this is so sacred, mm -hmm. which is something that uh, I think everybody needs to do, you know, yeah. just taking some time to be with the Lord one-on-one, yep. -on -one, mm -hmm. you know, and asking him to minister to our hearts and to our souls during the season right. where we're not just going through, you know, the hustle and bustle. And then, you know, even church becomes that, right? Oh, just right. Like, we just like went, another thing yeah, to do. We, we went to church and we did the church thing. Um, but did God minister to our hearts? Right. Like he did with Mary. Right. You know? And so, were we slow enough to listen to it like Mary was? Yeah. And to really think about it yeah. and to treasure it. So there's so much to always like uncover oh yeah right about god and about christmas that it's just a matter of paying attention mm -hmm. be i think the word is being intentional that god i want to see you in this season right and right. i want to grow with you and i want to uh, not just do that for that personal thing but also how do i reach out right mm -hmm. how do i bless someone in a tangible way yeah where it doesn't become just about what am i going to get yeah right because somewhere in this country and probably all over the world, someone's going to be disappointed this Christmas. Oh, yeah. Because they didn't get <laughs> yeah. what they thought right, right, they should get. Right. And then miss completely the point mm -hmm. of the fact that the gift is here. Right. right. And the greatest gift is God with us and for us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. So good. Hey, we should, um, we should invite people to come to church on Tuesday. Oh, yeah. It's going to be awesome. And Wednesday. Yep. Um, you have two opportunities to to come and experience a Christmas service uh, with us Tuesday at 7 and also Wednesday at 7. And if you are in our Forever campus, it's Wednesday night at 7. If you are in New Bedford, you have two opportunities. And if you can't make it to either one in person, we're still going to be online uh, bringing the experience to you. But there's nothing like being in the house. In the house. Yeah. You know, there's right. something powerful about just being with God's people. And I would encourage you, uh, take a chance and come be with us. But don't come alone. Tell your friends and loved ones that hope is here. Not here in this building, but it's here because God is here with us. Again, it's going to be a great Christmas experience for the entire family. And we would love to have you guys with us on those days. Again, you can pick a day, Tuesday or Wednesday. Awesome. Awesome. I love your, uh, your sweater there. Yeah, it's very jingly. Man, you've got a lot going on on that Christmas sweater. This is my I first, love mine too. This I is have, my first ugly one. I have a dinosaur, which my son Caden loves dinosaurs. Caleb. So when I was leaving the house today, he was like, Dad, can I feel it? Yeah. <laughs> so he was like, all over. <laughs> Just want to feel the dinosaurs. So he loves his dinos. I'm glad you tuned in today. Yes. Pray that God bless you guys mightily. And again, hope to see you first Sunday and then Tuesday or Wednesday this week. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. It's okay to say Merry Christmas. <laughs> I always say Merry Christmas. <laughs>